Love the little countdown on the screen. Hi, guys. This is Dre with the Aim High podcast, hosted by the CDB Multimedia Network, where you can catch the Susio Voice podcast, the Susio Sports podcast, the Drelax podcast, the a uh, different angle podcast, the four corners, the commentary, Shogun Soccer Sit Down, and the CDB podcast. I am Dre. This time joined by one of my favorite people on the planet. I'm joined by Emma. Hi, Emma. Hi. You uh, have a lot of podcasts. We, we have a lot of podcasts on this network. It's 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 pretty lengthy. <laughs> it's cool, though. Uh, so start off by uh, kind of just like telling us a little bit about yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm Emma Weihauser. Um, I've been playing soccer since I was five years old, I think, and I'm a senior in high school. Okay, nice. Yeah. Uh, what what got you into soccer? Uh, my parents. I remember <laughs> I really didn't want to play in my very first game of kick and chase. Um, I like was screaming and crying before, during, and after the game. And my parents had to like bribe me, and I think they bribed me with like a twenty dollar bill or something. And I was like five years old. I really did not want to play, so it was all my parents. Kick and chase. That's the that's what it's called when you're five. Is kick and chase. Yeah, that's with the good. tiny little pug goals. Oh my god, it's really kick and chase. I love it. So you're yeah. screaming and crying the whole time. Literally, I was screaming and crying. I love it. So that movie title, "Kicking and Screaming," is literally accurate for you. Then. Literally. I love it. Uh, so, uh, how uh, how did you keep going back? I guess afterwards, besides like you know, kicking and screaming, because most kids that are five, like you know, that's going to be trauma for them, and they're not going to want to go back to that. Um, I don't know. I don't even remember like remembering <laughs> soccer until I was like at least like fifth grade. Okay. So I guess they just forced me until I learned to love it. I guess. Ah. So I don't know. I'm you're glad gonna they like did, it. Yeah. Said so you're gonna do this and you're gonna like it. Exactly. <laughs> um so what was the moment you'd say where you fell in love with soccer? Um I remember when I was playing high school soccer and my high school is huge. We're a six A school and um we have four teams. We have varsity, JV, JV two, and JV three. That's a huge school. I know. It's huge. It's crazy. And we still cut like 30 girls every year. So we could have five teams, which is insane. And I remember I was playing with all my best friends and team bonding was really great. Like I was best friends with everyone on the team. It was a time where I was like excited to go to practice and excited to play at games. And it was just really fun. And I didn't have any pressure to be perfect or anything like that. Yo, having... Having like four teams on one school is crazy. I, it's crazy. I, uh, yeah, I didn't know. Um, I think I've heard of like 6A schools, but I thought that was like a thing in like Texas. No, we have, yeah, it's crazy. How, let's see, you're in, you're in, uh, Portland, right? Mm-hmm. How big is Portland? It's pretty big. Is it like a, so is it like the major city in Oregon? Yeah. She may live in Oregon, guys, but she is not a Ducks fan. No. (laughs) Definitely not. I told her I was going to buy some Ducks gear when we visit Oregon, and she said not allowed. No. (laughs) Why isn't it allowed, Emma? Because I'm going to see you, Boulder. (laughs) 
I'm leaving Oregon behind forever. <laughs> Never again. No. Yo, that's crazy. No. That's, that's insane. Um, so what would you say, like, was the most, like, challenging aspect for soccer? Um, back to high school. So I didn't realize going into high school that our varsity team is always top five in the state. So we're really, really good. And I didn't come in prepared. I thought I was going in, like, I was going to be, like, JV at least. I was going to make varsity. Like, I was going to start every game. And that definitely was not the case. I made the lowest team. Um, but just because everybody who plays for Sunset plays club or plays ECNL and travels sometimes to different countries to play. And that definitely wasn't me. And I didn't know that. And so I thought I was going in making a high team. I made the lowest team and I was just so horrified because I was so overconfident. So it took a lot of time to like rebuild my confidence and work to make the higher team. But mm -hmm. yeah. How did you, how did you uh, like walk us through the emotion a little bit of that? Like, you know, you, you jet, like what was your immediate feeling when you like found out you made like the lowest team? I felt like a failure. Because they call that the freshman team because all of the bad freshmen go on that team. And I was like, okay, so I made the worst team I could possibly make. It's like a tiny step up from being cut completely. So it was, it was bad. It was okay. bad. Well, and how did you kind of like fix your, like, I guess your mindset to like want to play? Um, I just had to keep reminding myself that like, as long as I keep working hard, I will make a higher team. And I kept asking my coach literally every week. It probably got really annoying that, like, what can I do to get better? What can I do to, like, start every game, play every game? And I just took every opportunity to sub for the higher team that I could so the coach could, like, know who I was at tryouts next year. So, yeah. I I, I mean, i am be honest, as someone that's been coaching for – I think I've been yeah I've been coaching for eleven years now. Um, one, that's as as like much as like you may worry about it being annoying. I actually like I I guess I can't speak for all coaches, but um, mm -hmm. I actually like when my players ask me like, "Hey, what can I do to get better? What can I do to fix this, this, and this?" Because yeah. it shows me that they care and yeah. that they don't think that they're above like my feedback. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because, you know, some kids, when they get really good or, like, when they have skill, they think that, like, they know everything. And, Definitely. Ugh, it's, a, it's, it's a mess. You're like, you don't know it. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's nice because, like, you know, when you show that kind of dedication and it's always those kids that, like, stay a little bit after practice and get that are ready to go and they're warming up before everybody else. They, coaches definitely notice that. So it's the little things. And it's not just – in sports where that happens, it's uh, in life too, especially like when you get jobs, like, you know, your employers notice who's early, who's willing to do a little bit extra and who's willing to like really do what benefits the team. So I always tell people sports are going to prepare you for life. Exactly. <laughs> and um, actually wasn't annoyed. He was like, he was really impressed. Yeah. Cause, thank God. <laughs> well, cause most people in most people your age aren't going to, care that level like at that level and you know most people that are that have made the freshman team they're probably just happy to be there because they're exactly. like not one of the cut ones exactly 
they're not no. they're like they're not one of the like i guess the cast offs like yeah. <laughs> the the tribe is spoken you must leave the island um so what would you say it was like for you um in terms of like maintaining your dedication to getting better um i just well i obviously i told you i didn't come in prepared i didn't come in in shape at all because mm -hmm. i was just way too overconfident and so once i made the lower team i started practicing outside of practice we had practice monday tuesday wednesdays games on fridays and so i would practice thursdays i would practice on the weekends i would practice literally any spare moment i had i practiced I started running a lot more often so I could actually play the whole game without like wheezing. Dying. Yeah. And so that made a huge difference just being able to like run the whole game and not look like I'm about to pass out. It, <laughs> it like helped a lot. And so I just I love worked it. really, really hard because I wanted it more than anybody else. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's always been crazy for me. Uh, about like um soccer is just the fact that there's no like it's not quarters it's just like two halves yeah and there's like, like not 40 really minutes you're running and you're not stopping running for 40 minutes and there's really not timeouts like yeah it's crazy yeah <laughs> yeah like I, I don't know how you do it like 45 45 minutes of running i i hate running as it is and i barely do it for 10 I hate running outside of soccer, but for some reason, if I'm running on a soccer field, it's fun. Okay. What do you What do you do to stay active? Right now? Yeah. Well, because of my um, ACL surgery, I'm only cleared to do two miles of running right now, and I can't do downhills. And so yesterday, I went for a two-mile run. Um, and it was – it's not fun, but – I mean, I have to do it if I want to keep playing sports. So, what do you do when you run? Like, what do you do? You like, listen to like a a podcast? Do you listen to music? Do you just listen to the sound of your breath? No, I no, I can't. If I don't have music, I'm not running because I'll just hear myself breathing, and I just can't be alone with my own thoughts. I need to listen to music. Hey, that's that's fair. That's why I can't do yoga. I can't. I can't. Oh, I sit can't there. do it either. I can't sit there with my own like thoughts. I'm like, mm -mm. no, unless it's like puppy yoga or goat yoga. I can't do it. Puppy yoga? What? You ever heard of puppy yoga? No. What is that? Just yoga with puppies. Oh, I couldn't focus on the stretches. There's dogs around. Exactly. Like, That's the point. <laughs> I love it. Um. So wait, what's your go-to thing to like listen to like when you're running? Rihanna. <laughs> do you I just, love, do you just cycle through Rihanna while you're running? No, but that's like most of my playlist. It's just Rihanna. Okay. Do yeah. you have do you have playlists that vary based by mood? No, I feel like I should though. Because <laughs> my just... playlists are just like a jumble of like hype, sad. Like runners high, and then other. There's there's nothing worse than when you're running and a sad song comes. I on. know. I just made a runners playlist, but it's like a mix of all those three, and it's like depending on what I'm feeling, I have to skip like ten songs in a row. What what sad song is on this running playlist? 
A lot of um, Noah Khan. I'm pretend like I know who so, that is. Stick season. You'd recognize it if you heard it. Oh wait, Maybe. I know people, people. People have told me about Noah Khan, yeah. but I have not heard of his uh, music. I think you'd recognize it. I only know that one song. <laughs> but what's the what's the hype song that's on there? Um, there's a lot of Pitbull too. Like, oh, <laughs> Macklemore, Macklemore, Macklemore. She she wasn't even outside when Pitbull was in the heyday. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, she wasn't even listen, y'all. For those of y'all that are listening, she wasn't even outside when like Pitbull came out with with no. uh, with Hotel. She wasn't outside when that when that song came out. That was that was no. an era. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing you just running listening to the song. And it's just Why is that funny? Because I can't imagine that song. I can like Pitbull. No, no, I just can't. I just can't picture running to that song. I'd, I'd, I'd be just partying. I couldn't do it. Yeah, that's the point. Listen, I I have certain songs that get me through my running when I have to run, and it's it is it is not Pitbull. Okay. There's there's actually one Drake song that really gets me ready to run. I just have to. I'm like, if I play this, I'll run. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's trophies. That song will get me running. Okay, that's a good one. That one or um uh S and M by Rihanna. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That'll make me run. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, what would you say? Uh, so like, since you're like running and staying active, um, it's because you like you've had ACL surgery or you're going to have it. I had it. I'm okay. almost seven months post-op. Okay. Um. So when you tore your ACL, what was that like for you? It was hell. It was horrible. It was really horrible. I do you want me to go through the entire story. Yeah, sure. Okay, so I was ski racing and I made the state team. What is ski racing? Racing around gates. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never. You done live it. in Colorado, Dre. I don't ski. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'll teach you. Okay. But I was, like, skiing around gates. I was on a GS course, which is, like, the bigger, wider turns. And I was going balls out. I was going so fast. I honestly was having the best run of my life. And then I came up over a hill. I caught air. And I was on new GS skis, and so they were super tight. And when I landed, they just didn't, like, pop off. And so I landed. My knee, like, went inward. And I tore my ACL. It was oh. very beautiful. Well, I would imagine you're tearing something. <laughs> okay, so like, oh yeah, especially after seeing it, what happened with Aaron Rodgers earlier this season. Oof. Oh, God, that was bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hate, I hate when injuries happen on TV, side note, because they always keep replaying the injury. I know. Like, Why do I have to see this? <laughs> but, um, so, you know, you, you tear your ACL, like, what happens next, kind of? Um, so, like, all my friends were at the bottom of, of the hill, like, watching me, and they immediately just started running towards me. And luckily, my um, my coach was, she's a nurse, mm-hmm. and so they called her down. She was moving my knee, which is, was really painful, and she was like, okay, like, worst case scenario, it's like a bursa sack injury. And I was like, never even heard of that before, but okay. And they called 
uh, ski patrol. I got taken down in the little sled. And then they put me in this like cardboard brace, which didn't do anything. I went to see my doctor. I was walking on it completely fine. So I was like, there's no way it's a major injury. I thought I just sprained my knee or something. I don't know what happened. And so I saw my doctor. He did all these weird tests, leaving my knee, and he was like, good case, like good uh, news, it's not a torn ACL. And so I didn't even let my brain go there because the doctor said it wasn't an ACL. And then we do a CT scan, it's an ACL and a meniscus. And now I'm out for at least nine months, I have to get surgery. And it was just this whole thing, it was really horrible. So what was that for you, like, emotionally and, like, mentally? Well, it was six days before my race at state. And so I worked all season long. I couldn't race at state. Somebody had to come in and replace me. I all of a sudden couldn't play soccer senior year. Like, I missed all of those, like, cool senior year things. And so it was – I honestly didn't think I'd be able to – ski again because it says nine to 12 months of recovery and so I didn't think I'd be able to ski senior year either but yeah it just all hit at once and I was like I didn't even let my mind go there because he said no it's not an ACL Mm -hmm. and so it was just a huge shock okay um and how did you kind of like get through that my parents have been a huge help um I think at first, so at first they want you to bend your knee 90 degrees in the first six weeks. And my knee just did not want to move like Mm -hmm. at all. And so I got to 90 degrees in nine to 10 weeks, but it was like my parents helping me every single day, like getting on me to do my exercises and now getting on me to run and do everything and build my strength back up so I can ski. Okay. Nice. Well, so... I guess, like, for you, like, kind of what was it like um, just, like, how did you kind of keep yourself, like, encouraged, um, you know, while you're missing out on things, like, you know, getting to play soccer, getting to getting to ski, getting to, like, go, like, I don't, I don't know if there's hiking in Oregon, but <laughs> or getting to just go do, like, regular stuff, like, with your friends. Like, you know, like, sometimes your friends want to go out and stuff, but, like, you know, you really can't, like, do stuff because it's like, yeah. hey, I got this big giant little brace on me (laughs) yeah it was really hard because I injured my it's so weird but like I injured my um knee like a couple weeks before prom so I couldn't go to prom because my big ass brace couldn't fit under a tight dress obviously and so it's like seeing all of my friends have fun while I just couldn't be there was really hard but I just keep thinking of like I'm doing this so I can go back to ski and that's what I'm really look forward to. Like at least like if all of this hard work, like don't let it be for nothing. At least I can go do something my senior year, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad at all. Well, at least you, like, like I'm hoping, I'm hoping you get to ski. Like I would love that for you. I just had an appointment with my um, surgeon and he said, I'm, where I need to be, and he said there's a good chance that I can. Okay. Yeah. So is like, is like tearing the ACL like like kind of like one of like the worst things that's happened to you? Yeah. Okay. Without uh, a doubt. Okay. I had to say, have you had any other like injuries? 
nothing as big as, as this. I think I tore my, no, I didn't tear. I sprained my ankle a couple times, but that's like you're out for two weeks and then you're perfectly fine. Okay. Well, for the most part, that's, that pretty much wraps up all the, the physical, the, de- the, de- de- uh, physical de- debilitations. There we go. I had to find the word. Couldn't, couldn't, had to make sure I said the right word. I didn't say like defibrillator or something. <laughs> um, so how would you say you you handle uh, failures compared to how you handle success? Um, In all aspects, whether it be sports or life, all that stuff. Um, so back to when I made the worst team, mm-hmm. I just try to work as hard as I can to make myself like put myself in a position where if he like doesn't put me on a higher team, then he'll look stupid. Mm-hmm. Like I just wanted to make myself so good and like be so prepared that I, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's not bad. You were just working. You were like, you're like, yo, I'm gonna work hard enough to where I'm undeniable. Yeah. You have to. You yeah. cannot. I'm not going away. Like you're gonna have to deal with this. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Um. What would you say adds to kind of like your resilient mindset? Like, how do you, how did you develop that um, over the course of your life? Um, I don't know. I think my parents have just always been really supportive. And I think especially in sports, being really short, you have to work 10 times harder just to be considered like an average player. And especially in soccer, going up against, I was a midfielder and sometimes a forward going up against defenders that were like a foot taller than me, you have to work really hard or else you're just not going to be able to play at all. I got it. Hey guys, this is for everybody. That's like going to be like seeing it on YouTube. Hey Emma, can you go stand by the door? No, I'm wearing sweatpants. Oh yeah. We're going to, everybody's going to judge you. Can you see me? Yes. There you go guys. There's the context of how small she is when she says she's short. I'm five one. She was like, "Oh no, I'm wearing sweatpants. They're gonna know I'm wearing sweats." Like what? Yeah, I'm really short. I try not to bring it up when I see her. But you do. But no. you do every single time. Uh, you try. Also- Right. <laughs> also, uh, for those of y'all that don't that don't know, Emma is my wife's cousin, and I frequently refer to her as my favorite cousin-in-law, and she has just accepted the title. <laughs> like I saw her uh, like last weekend or whatever, and I was like, oh "My God, you're so small!" And she goes, <laughs> she looks up at me and she goes, "Yes, Dre, I'm a small person." <laughs> she's five one, but she's got like a six foot two attitude. I really do, though. And my growth plates are closed, so I'm not growing anymore. I didn't even know growth plates were a thing. I don't. Yeah, I bet you didn't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listen, anatomy is not something I got to worry about. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but all the women in my family, like my grandmother in college, she grew like three inches. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to college soon. I'm going to grow three inches. My growth plates are completely closed. So that's not happening. Ah, I'm sorry. That's just funny because you're just like, well, there it goes. There goes all my aspirations of being a basketball player. Oh, (laughs) no. My friends tried to get me to play basketball when I was in like fifth grade. And I was like, is that a joke? (laughs) 
literally look who you're looking at. I'm 5'1". Like, that's oh. actually ridiculous. So, Yo. I never played basketball, obviously. The one, like, character that, like, Emma reminds me of is, like, Alicia Silverstone in, Cl- in Clueless. Because she makes those exact faces, like, as if. Is that if. the main character? Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's a cool Yeah, that's the little blonde one. Like, yeah, you def- you got you. That's one of the characters you remind me of, for sure. The dumb blonde. No, she's not dumb. <laughs> mm. She shows she's smart in the end. Go rewatch the movie. But also, like, I mean, like. I mean, like her, like facial expressions, sort of things. <laughs> like that's exactly what I, what I picture when you do that. Um, so, have you done besides ski and soccer? Have you done any other uh, sports? Not competitively. Um, okay. In my family, pe- play pickleball. But I don't know what pickleball is? I'm not gonna lie to you. You know what pickleball is? No, I don't know what pickleball is. Oh my god! It's like. A mix between tennis and uh, table tennis. It's so much fun. Okay, the, add it to the list of things I'm going to teach you when I come Ski, to Colorado. Ski, pickleball, got this. And anatomy. Okay. I'll teach All you. All right. Okay, I'm here for it. Let's see. Um, do you watch any sports? I watch women's soccer. I go to the football games at my school. I don't completely know what's going on. <laughs> but Quarterback, snap ball, ball goes to receiver or running back. No, I know when that happens, but like what the hell is a first down? Um, You go 10 yards. Oh. Yep, you got to get 10 yards each, each uh, drive. The goal is to get 10 yards. Every time you go 10 yards, you get a new set of four you only get four downs okay you need to cut that out i'm gonna be made fun of nope i'm keeping that in there no (laughs) yeah i watch oh i love watching women's college gymnastics honestly because it's so impressive what they do i love someone miles i know she's crazy she's absolutely crazy did you see she just had like a fifth skill named after her or something like that Mm -hmm. she's uh she's definitely the greatest of all time yeah in that sport her and gabby douglas Mm -hmm. love those two we'll always support that (laughs) the let's see so yeah i uh i definitely like a little bit of a contact in all my sports that i watch Mm -hmm. i need 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 just a little bit of violence. That's just just not a lot. Just just a smidge. <laughs> Which is why I'm a huge lacrosse guy. Football. Mm-hmm. Uh, love wrestling, especially when it's college wrestling season. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and basketball is cool. Uh, hockey. I'm just here for the fights. Like, yeah. <laughs> if if people ain't swinging, I don't know what's going on. I'm sitting here waiting for the fights. I, can't I watch college volleyball. That's fun, but it's like I can't just sit down and watch an entire game. It gets kind of boring. I do enjoy college volleyball, mm-hmm. especially sand volleyball. That's yeah, I like Olympic sand volleyball. I think it's going to be in the Olympics in twenty twenty eight. Not sure. The IOC did just approve like a bunch of sports. Yeah. They approved like flag football. Yeah, I saw that. Squash, softball lacrosse and so i will be there in la in 2028 whenever that goes down okay uh yeah definitely i told hadley i was like 
you can either come with me or not, but you know, it's okay. I'm gonna be there regardless. I wanna go. All right. We're going as a family. That's what's uh, happening. I won't be going for the lacrosse though. Sorry about that. I'm just going. Literally any other sport. Dang, yo, no, she's I'm such a hater. I'm just That's kidding. Crazy. I'm gonna drag her to all the mammoth games when she lives out here. I was gonna play women's lacrosse. It's not an actual sport. It's a club at my school, but I was gonna play it, and then I went to a game, and I'm like, none of the, you can't be aggressive. Like for women's lacrosse, they can't do anything. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. I'm hoping they change that rule soon, but I, I've always been an advocate that the women should be allowed to hit more in lacrosse. I'm like, hey, these girls are vicious. Hit them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can't be you can't be aggressive. And uh, uh, if I had to, if I had to like define like an an animal that like really represents Emma, it's it's definitely going to be a honey badger because uh, she's a, she's small and scrappy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, small and scrappy. What what animal would you have picked? Not a honey badger. What would you have picked? I don't know. That's definitely the weirdest one I've gotten. That's a great question, actually. If you had to like choose know. like an animal that represents your spirit animal, like what animal would you say it is? Oh, like a cat. <laughs> so you, you you just want to be fed. You yeah. don't like to be touched, and you want to sleep all day. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> Maybe, like... Yeah, I don't know. She said a cat. Definitely a cat, though, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, she said, feed me, don't touch yeah. me, and I'm going to sleep all day. Exactly. That's exactly how Scooter acts here. So yeah. I figured that's how all cats are. <laughs> You can't pick him up. He'll try to bite you. He has bitten me. Oh, no! And Brooke and my mom. That's okay. (laughs) They didn't deserve that. Uh, What would you say uh, was the, like, most, like, unexpected benefit you've gotten from, like, being, like, an athlete? Oh, definitely the friendships. And my work ethic. But mostly the friendships. Nice. Yeah, I made like the I met the best people I've ever met playing sports. Like my best friends that now I consider my family. I met during when I was playing select in middle school, okay. and now they're like my sisters, and they're my favorite people ever. That's so cute. That's so wholesome. I know. It's, instead of uh, sisterhood of the traveling pants, is sisterhood of the traveling cleats. I love it. Yeah. Like she this. hasn't seen that. She hasn't seen that book. No, she I hasn't or that movie. No, she wasn't outside. Listen, for those of y'all that aren't aware, Emma was born in like two thousand three. Five. I was trying to give you a little bit of credit. Two thousand three. I'm not nineteen. I'll oh. be eighteen in less than twenty five days, though. Isn't She's getting crazy? old. They grow up so fast. That's so crazy. I knew Emma when she was like just this tall. And I'm still that height. <laughs> I was trying to give you a little bit. Of I've trouble. only known you for like a year and a half. Three is that two or three? Two. Two. Oh, oh. Yeah, because you had just turned sixteen, I think, when Hadley and I started dating. Okay, I didn't. I thought I met you 
I thought I met you, like, when we came to visit for the wedding. I don't think we met you before that. I feel like y'all were right. when no, you guys No, we were. did at Estes Park the summer before you got married. Mm -hmm. That's right. Okay. See, I remember these things. My timeline is always correct, people. Yeah. Most I'm of the time. horrible at judging time. <laughs> horrible. Yeah. But you can kick <laughs> goals. <laughs> um, let's see. What would you say uh, is, like, the toughest, like, mental hurdle you've ever had to, like, overcome? Um, so, I was on one team. I was, I was just talking about my select team with my best friends. Uh-huh. And that was a really crappy team because we didn't, it was really fun, but we didn't win a single game. We didn't score a single goal for, like, two whole seasons. Um, and then I was like, I'm so done with this. And so I tried out for a higher team and I made the A team and I was premier. I was on a premier team and it's just, it was just so different than what I was used to. Like if I made a mistake on the select team, it, nobody even blinked an eye. Like nobody cared because we were all just there to have fun. And yes. so when I was on the other team and I made a mistake, the premier team, People would like yell at me, roll their eyes at me, talk about me behind my back. And so I got to the point where I was like, don't even pass me the ball. Like, I'm literally just going to like move around and act like I'm playing, but I don't want to play. Like, I don't want to get the ball and then make a mistake and then be talked about behind my back. And so my confidence just like completely was at like an all time low. And it like made me kind of hate soccer because I just never wanted to even touch the ball during the game. Because I didn't want to make a mistake. It was so horrible. It was just completely different than what I was used to on my other team. That's fair. Yeah. You know, that always sucks whenever you just, like, don't have a good experience on, like, teams. It's like me when I was in the Air Force. Like, mm -hmm. I met a lot of great people through it. I got to experience a lot of great things. Uh, but, like, the people I worked with, for the most part, most people, most of the people that I worked with sucked so bad. Yeah. It made me hate IT. And, like... Oh, everybody was like, "Oh, you should get a job in IT," and I'm like, "No, fuck all that." Oh, I gotta cut that out. Anyway, I'm like, I'm like, no, not doing that. Not yeah. happening. <laughs> but you know, um, it it's it was just one of those things where I just wasn't. It was such a negative, toxic environment for me. It made me not like it anymore. And yeah. so I just, I thankfully I found fitness, and I love that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so another question for you out like, uh, what activities do you kind of do besides like very small runs that aren't downhill yet for my PT mm -hmm. um, or just to kind of stay like healthy and in shape? Um, I do a lot of ab and arm workouts, but right now in the PT process, it's just like building muscle in my legs and my hips. And so I do a lot of like ankle weights. I do a ton of squats and lunges, basically just trying to like tire out my muscles and just build muscle and yeah. You hear that guys? She's doing a lot of arm workouts. So uh, soon as she's cleared and ready to go, Emma's going to be jacked. The biceps yeah. will be bicepping. Maybe not the biceps, but the abs for sure. <laughs> I hate, I hate doing arms.
What? I hate, because I literally have just, like, spaghetti arms. I have no muscle on my arms. And so I'll lift, like, five-pound weights, like, once, and then I'm sore for a week. You have to build the muscle. I hate it. I don't even care. build it. I hate it. Come on. You got to have proper muscular distribution. Otherwise, you're going to be built like the letter L. I'm sorry. I don't want you being built like a reverse Dorito chip. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) She said, I'll do better. I'm sorry. She said, I'm sorry. Like, like she just got, like, she's a celebrity that's apologizing to the public. Because you're so disappointed in me. I hate arms. I hate it. I'm not disappointed. I'm just like, it's no. So like, there's this one person I was talking to at the gym and, um, she was just telling me that like she didn't do like upper body and stuff because she was worried about like having too much muscle. And I was just like, this is a myth. Why do people worry about this? I'm like, you're not, I'm like, there's no such thing as like too bulky. And anyone that is like that, any woman that is like really like well stacked, like they're working towards that and that's their specific goal. But like, if you are just doing like, workouts where you're progressing in weight and you're just focusing on each like muscle group like that's never going to be an issue but you know that's life uh if you take any lesson from this people it's do arms don't skip leg day also really take care to do abs and make sure you do your cardio but above all drink water oh that was random you you gotta drink water I had to give a little small little health PSA so people know these things. Like, got to make sure people know drinking water is important. Otherwise, you got you got to hydrate or die. Hydrate or dehydrate. <laughs> That's what they used to tell us at the uh, when I was in the Air Force at our final like formation. They'd say hydrate, and we had to respond with or die. Really? <laughs> yes, it was. We had a lot of fun experiences in the Air Force. It was crazy. It was fun, you know. Um, so. What was what uh you talked about like from a sports perspective, but like what what is the what would you say has been the toughest uh like mental hurdle like in your like life that you've had to like overcome like outside of like sports? Um I think this is getting deep. <laughs> but when I was like I don't even remember how old I was. I think I was in elementary school, like fourth or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. My grandma got cancer. I can't even pronounce it. It's this long word. Cancer of the colon? Cholangiocarcinoma or something like that. That's a long name. I couldn't have said that. I don't think I even said it right. But it's like, I feel like in the period of like two to three years, I lost three grandparents. And so it was just really hard because I was, I think I was pretty young and I didn't like understand like all that stuff like death and Mm -hmm. it was really hard because I was really close with them and just all of a sudden not having them in my life was really tough and then like I guess like um now that you're like older like when tough things like happen for you like how like what do you what do you do like what's your like I guess like your go-to response And is it a healthy response? And if it's not a healthy response, how do you find, like, the best way to handle it, the best response? Oh, it's definitely not a healthy response. I kind of just, like, stuff hard things down and then I explode. 
which is like really unhealthy. That's <laughs> like, not healthy. I'm I kind of just like make myself busy enough that I don't have to think about it. Like I'm I make myself so involved that it's like, oh, I don't have time to think about it. I'm I have to do this and this and this and this and this. So yeah. We need to sign Emma up for kickboxing classes as soon Literally. as her ACL is healthy so she can get all that aggression out. No kidding. Put her in a boxing a boxing club. Is there a boxing club at your school? No. no I don't see, so. that's, how you, that's how you know it that's how you know it exists because you don't talk about fight club. That's the first rule. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie Fight Club, go watch it. It's great. <laughs> but um so like I guess when you are feeling your like emotions that you are feeling, are you the kind of person that like that like is like you know what emotions aren't real i'm going to actively ignore these or like do you have you started working on finding a better solution for dealing with these emotions when you feel them um i definitely i don't know <laughs> i definitely know that they're real i just don't want to like acknowledge them you know <laughs> she said i'm not acknowledging this this isn't i don't have time for this yeah i just like i don't like crying especially in front of people like it, crying in front of my parents is so embarrassing i hate it and so like i just don't i just try not to cry as much as possible but like when you bottle things up and then explode it's hard not to like be emotional I promise, guys, she is not an android. Emma has emotions. Um, I do have emotions. <laughs> Most of them are anger. Oh, my God, literally. <laughs> no, she's, she's so sassy. Like, I, I like it's, it's funny. Like, I'll say things, and I'll be joking, and, like, Emma snaps back, like, so fast. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's, that's so vicious. Oh, my God. I know. It's, it's, it's not a flaw. I love it. It's, it's great. It's not a flaw. Hey, at least you at least we know you will never have an issue standing up for yourself. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, have with you being uh smaller in stature, uh besides not being able to reach the top shelf, what uh mm. what challenges have you had to like face, I guess, with that? Um, I mean, I think I talked about it earlier playing soccer. I'm very short and so it's hard to like be aggressive when they can just like go like that and push you over. And so obviously I had to work harder to like be more aggressive so that I could actually stand the chance against people taller than me. Mm -hmm. But also just like, I don't know. I think that's it. I love it. See, this is why I said honey badger. Cause they don't be caring. They're ready. They're always ready for the smoke. <laughs> And that is Emma. She is like in deep inside. There is a honey badger. Oh my god! <laughs> she is ready for the smoke. <laughs> Wait, what's your Harry Potter house? Oh, Gryffindor. Are you Hufflepuff? Like offended. Why are you? I'm, <laughs> I'm Slytherin. Like oh. no, <laughs> you're not. That's what I got. You're so not Slytherin. Uh, I'm very cunning. Very smart. <laughs> Interesting. 
I'm also brave, but I'm definitely more Slytherin. I'm not a Hufflepuff. We do not, we do not eat paste in this household. You hear that? Hufflepuff slander exists here. Huh. I would not have picked Slytherin. That's exactly what I got. Interesting. Listen, don't blame me. Blame the Sorting Hat. It shows me. <laughs> I have to reread those books though. They're so good. I uh, do you read books a lot? Mm-hmm. What book? What's like your current book series? I'm like in between right now. I have to figure out. I'm reading this book right now about um the Holocaust. Oh my god. I know. But I really haven't been reading as much as I should have. Honestly, I was first really expecting you. I was really expecting you to be like, oh, I love Colleen Hoover books. And I was going to be like, another one. Wait, that sounds familiar. Colleen Hoover? <laughs> She's looking up Colleen Hoover books. <laughs> oh, no, I've never read her books. I heard her books are awful. Like the It Ends With Us. Nah, she she uh I don't know Hadley likes them also. I'm sure she'll send him if you tell if you tell Hadley to send you a Colleen Hoover book. I'm sure she'll she'll send you one. You know when she remembers to write back in your no, it's your my letter. turn to write back. I have to send her letter. Oh, so now it's Emma that forgot how to write. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, my bad. I I love it. I love that y'all send letters in in 2023 when emails exist. It's just it. cute. <laughs> It's adorable. Okay, look for so for those of y'all who don't know my 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 wife and Emma, uh, they they have been like writing letters to each other since like they were like born practically. No, for three years. I was trying to. I was trying. You were to trying. This. Sorry. Redo I was it. So hard to make. No, because no, because now it's got to stay. Nope. This is real raw. This is real raw and uncut. Except for oh. the part of the show when I said fuck. So I gotta re. I gotta take that. Well, out. You have to take that one out too. We'll take the whole section out. Anyway, so for the last, so so for those of y'all that don't know, um, Emma and my wife have been writing letters to each other for like three years. That way, I had the timeline correct. Three years, uh, trace, trace years, Uh, and it's it's adorable. Uh, You know, they 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 even do their own little color thing sometimes. (laughs) We're so cute. It's adorable. They're great. Yeah. Oh, can't wait till Emma lives out here. Then we can just really just annoy her more. It's gonna be fun. Can't wait. It's like my most exciting thing. I always, I always tell, uh, I always tell Hazel that because I, I've only uh, known her for like um, two out of the last like three, uh, thirteen years out of her life. I have like eleven years of of uh, of uh, older sibling bullying to catch up on. So that's that's how I that's how I operate. <laughs> Um, so for you, what is like the biggest goal you have for yourself in life? In life? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually wrote my college essay about this, Ooh. but, um, in life, do you want my five, 10 or 20 year plan? I'll take all of it. No, I'm just kidding. I, so I wanted it all. I want to graduate college. Um, with a degree in business, I want to um, be a real estate agent, and I want to start my own real estate brokerage. But I also want to like I want to travel a lot. I want to I don't want to just have a desk job and have work be my life. That sounds really horrible. I want to like travel the world and like 
do have fun. It's not all just about work. You hear that, guys? Uh, Emma's paying for an all-expenses-paid vacation. We are going to Panama. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why would you choose <laughs> Panama as the first one? Where, where do you want to go? Bora Bora? Literally anywhere else. All right, guys. We're going to Australia. World tour on me. Oh, say less. All right. Uh, see you guys in Australia in 2029. <laughs> That's what's happening. <laughs> I'm never going to Australia. Why? Absolutely not. What's wrong with Australia? The snakes, the spiders. Did you hear that you have to flush the toilet before you sit down because there's snakes in your toilet? And spiders, but I do that. I do that here regardless because, like, uh, yeah. I've definitely had that happen one time. What in Colorado? Uh huh. Oh my god. Why would you say that? Now I'm gonna be paranoid. Ugh. Spiders are friends. I have a spider tattoo. No, no. There's only a few spiders they that have are not. Trey, they have spider season. That's horrible. Absolutely not. That's horrible. No. Oh, I couldn't do it. No. Oh. Ugh. So for you, what was your favorite moment? Um, during your uh, time in like sports, like what's been your favorite moment? Um, I really liked when I was on JV high school, and my coach was really interesting. He like was very obvious about who he liked, and so before our game against Jesuit, who's like our rival, and they win every game, he listed his five, his top five players, which is awkward because it's in front of everyone else, but I was listed. So it was like, yay, but also like, I can't celebrate because it's in front of everyone else. But it just felt really good because coming from the bottom team, like working my way up, it was like good to be recognized for all my hard work and that they actually thought that I was doing something right. And so that was great. Started from the bottom and now we're here. Love it. Please. I love it. Uh what was what's been your like least favorite moment? Um my least favorite moment. Mm -hmm. Probably I don't know. Give me a minute. <laughs> you got three. No, I'm kidding. Um, can you cut this out? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait. I actually don't even know. <laughs> what part am I cutting out? Like all this time it takes me to to figure oh, out. Oh, I can. Yeah, I can clip that. Okay. Okay. Um, probably. I think I already told you about that team where I was like. The bottom. No, where I was like, if I made a mistake, all hell broke loose. Yeah. Yeah. When I was on that team, it's like, I kind of like didn't love soccer anymore because I was just so insecure about how if I made a mistake, everyone would hate me and I mm -hmm. felt like a failure. And it took me a long time to love soccer again after that because I was just so insecure about like everything like am i doing this right do i look like an idiot like what am i doing i it was really awful yeah do you feel like playing sports has helped you have like 
a better like grasp or approach for social situations. Yeah, I think so. Nice. Yeah. You feel like you make friends easy now? I mean, I'm kind of an, I'm an extrovert, but I have a low social battery. <laughs> so like if I have, if I'm like tired, I'm not being nice. Like I just don't like I, when I'm tired, I get so tired. And so I feel like I, it does help me make friends because like you can find a lot of like similarities with other people, but also I feel like I'm kind of hard to get along with sometimes. So that's, yeah, I'm sorry. It's only funny because like, you know, obviously having like met you and having known you for so long, I'm just like, hey, you know, that's kind of accurate. Yeah. Listen, the first time I met Emma, I'm telling y'all, I was like, I told, I told Hadley, I was like, I don't think she likes me. <laughs> she was like she wait was... when i met you in um estes park yeah i don't even remember when i actually met you i like, was like okay. i was like i don't think she likes me and Hadley's like oh she's just tired they just got in and i was like oh yeah exactly i was like oh because you guys were all outside and i was literally like dead asleep and then i came out and everyone was like having a party outside <laughs> and so yeah it's also because I have RBF and so it's like people always think I have like I hate them and I'm like, I like the meanest person ever and I'm really not it's just this is my resting face <laughs> I look like the rudest person ever and I look so unapproachable you look so disinterested with life <laughs> exactly and I'm literally not like I all of my friends I've ever had are always like when I first met you, I was so intimidated by you. I'm like, literally, why? <laughs> like, you have no reason to. It's just because I always look like I'm either tired or pissed off. <laughs> for no reason. And I'm literally not. So. I love it. Yo, she's giving off the aspect of, like, yo, do not approach me. <laughs> and I don't even mean to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Emma's very uh Emma's very wonderful and approachable in case y'all didn't know. Uh but for any of you ashy boys that are listening to this, that does not mean you can go and just holler. Keep yourself out of her DMs. Oh my God. <laughs> Listen, I had to make sure they I had to make sure they knew this wasn't a license to <laughs> Wait, what kind of age group listens to your stuff? Oh, anybody that's on my, like, Instagram thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm cutting that last part out. <laughs> okay, I thought so. It's still funny. It was just hilarious. I had to keep that in there. Uh, she said, what age group? Uh, literally everyone that's on my Instagram, pretty much. Okay. Which is literally some of the kids that I currently coach, the kids that I used to coach, the kids that I've coached, like, previously who are all adults now. So, I'd say, like, Solid age range is like anyone from like eighteen to probably like forty-five. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is dope. I love it. Um, so for you, what would you? How important would you say mental health is for like athletes? And what do you do to manage yours? Oh, it's really important. I think that. To manage mine, I'm just lucky that I had a really good support system in my friends and my family that, like, if I had a bad game, they would always, like, help cheer me up. If I had a good game, they would always, like, humble me and, like, 
encouraged me to do better. And so whenever I felt like I did bad, they would always, they were always really understanding and they never were like, yeah, you did do bad. Like you suck. You know, like they were, <laughs> they were, always they were like, yo, you're rubbish dog. <laughs> exactly. They were always supportive. And I know that a lot of the other people I was playing with, they didn't have the luxury of having supportive parents like I did. Like some of their parents, like, you know, they live vicariously through their through kids, their kids yeah. which is horrible. But like, they're like, you did terrible. And they would say that in front of me. And I'm like, this is, nobody here is going to the, the World Cup. Like, literally, we're just here to have fun. Like, what is this? It was just so ridiculous how some parents treated their kids when we were playing premier soccer. I was like, we're not even leaving the country for this. Like, this is not a high-stakes game. Yeah, I uh, I haven't I haven't uh, met your dad too much, but mm-hmm. having met your mom and your sister on multiple occasions, I will say Emma's got a very supportive circle. Yeah, uh, sure. and she's also got like one of the best people who is always supportive and is gonna always champion for your success and accomplishments. Don't know who that could be, but I'm just saying. <laughs> You're such a freak. Yeah. I'm ridiculous, but I'm also endearing. You know, everybody loves me. Mm-hmm. It's, it I is have a really good support system, so that always helped. Yeah, I mean, and that's going to be what's key to life. Um, so as we start to wrap up, this is always the uh, part of the show where I like let everybody kind of like plug uh, like what they got going on or anything that they feel like is important to talk about. But first and foremost. Emma, where can the people find you at? Oh, you can find me on Instagram. What's the at name? Oh, oh my god. Um, my account got hacked oh. a while ago, so I had to change it. But it's at Emma.Vihauser, and my last name is V-I-E-H-O-U-S-E-R. Nice. Do you have a do you have a tickety talk? I do, but it's private. Oh, <laughs> she said you will not go there. No. Oh, I love that. Uh Emma, anything important going on that you feel like is important to talk about or any uh, you know, anything people should be aware of? Anything cool coming up for you? Um, not really. Oh. Anything cool? Yeah. <laughs> Literally no. Girl, you a star. Be <laughs> let, let let the people know who you are. Oh, Dre, did I tell you? What? I just applied for all my colleges. I just applied to CU Boulder. We love it. Oh. So excited. Yes, she's going to have the time of her life. That's the important part. I'm so yeah. excited. We're going to have an adventure. It's going to be great. Oh, we can't wait. We, we seriously can't wait for Emma to be out here because we literally said we're going to just go on a, like a day adventure. with. <laughs> it's going to be like the three of us. We'll probably we'll probably drag, uh, drag uh, Jossie along too or something. That way you don't feel like the third wheel. <laughs> no, it's actually a running gag in like our holiday photos. Like like for the last like couple of years, where like if, if Jossie's around, she'll be in the photo. And really? She'll be like third wheeling. That's so cute. It's my favorite thing. Oh uh, well, Emma, this has been a great episode. Uh, I super thank you for uh, coming through. This has uh, always been fun as always guys this has been a great episode of the aim high podcast hosted by the cdb multimedia network where you can catch 
the Susio Boys podcast, the Susio Sports podcast, the Draylax podcast, a different angle with Kyle and Rod, uh, the Four Corners of Commentary, the CDB podcast, and the Shogun Soccer sit down. I'm Dre. That's Emma. Wait, uh, that's Emma. <laughs> <laughs> and we are getting up out of here. Thank you guys. Uh, where did this go? Oh, cutting that out. Cutting that out.